Hello, my name is Carla R. Cannon, also known as the Trail Blazer, and I am your Marketplace Mentor. Today, I want to talk with you about overcoming offense. In life, there will come a time that something someone says or doesn't say, something they do or don't do, will come across as offensive to you in regards to your standard or expectation of what you felt should have occurred in each specific incident. Offense is defined as an annoyance or resentment brought about by a perceived insult to or disregard for oneself or one's standards or principles. After much evaluation and self-reflection, I admit that I wasted much of my life mad at people who had no idea I was upset <laughs> or even confronting people who were clueless to my approach when sharing what they did that offended me. In most cases, I learned it was simply a matter of maturity. Sure, there will be things people will say or do that will rub us the wrong way, but we can choose whether to overlook it or determine if it's serious enough to address. And speaking of the spirit of offense, I, like you, have been on both sides of the spectrum. I've disconnected from people who I felt did not value me enough to change their behavior in relation to how I felt they were or were not treating me. I also have had individuals who have become offended if I did not reply to their text message or messages they may send on social media if I didn't respond as quickly as they would like me to. I know this sounds petty, but so is the spirit of offense. Here's the number one thing that set me free. People are people. People are going to be people. People are going to mess up. People are going to disappoint. Some intentionally and others unintentionally. But either way, at one time or another, friction is going to occur. My evaluation of this is that it isn't about what others do or don't do that's the most important. What matters the most is how we choose to handle the situation before it leads to an offense and further to a fallout with a family or friend. Here's how I overcame and you can too. Number one, understand we all are flawed. Number two, be patient with people while sharing your expectations. Number three, never try to control people. Number four, establish boundaries and enforce them. Number five, place people in their proper positions. Perhaps you are trying to make someone a friend who does not possess the necessary qualities or trying to make someone a mate who simply cannot bring to the table what you desire. Number six, Take everything to the Lord in prayer. Number seven, weigh the situation on the peace scale. Do you have peace about going to the person? Is it really that big of a deal? Or does it continue to reoccur and bothers you and you feel disrespected? Number eight, learn to observe more than you speak. People will always show us exactly who they are and what they are capable of if we will just pay attention. Maya Angelou says, when people show you who they are, believe them. Number nine, ask God to purge your heart and strengthen you so that everything doesn't bother you. Number 10, don't keep it bottled up. Journal it and only have necessary conversations with those who matter the most. The girl who accidentally bumped you in the mall isn't important enough for you to lose your cool publicly. However, someone whom you continue to bump heads with in business or your personal life, be it family or friend, that may be an important conversation for you to have. Number 11 as a bonus, 
learn how to communicate effectively. Oftentimes we talk while failing to communicate. Listen closely with the intention to understand rather than to respond. Then choose your words wisely and avoid beginning conversations with you. Instead try, when you do blank, it make me feel blank. In following the above steps, the spirit of offense will have no space in your life. My name is Carla Arcanon, the Trailblazer. For more in-depth teaching, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Carla Cannon. I am also at Carla R. Cannon on social media. For deeper connection, go to CarlaCannon.com. Have an amazing day. Signed, The Trailblazer. Hello, my name is Carla R. Cannon, also known as The Trailblazer, and I am your Marketplace Mentor. Today, I want to share how I fired my boss by the age of 30, and you can too. Never in a million years would I have dreamed that I would be where I am today. You are currently listening to a woman that many counted out. Heck, I even counted myself out. You ever have so many people speaking against you to the point you start believing what they say about you? Out of my mother's two children, I was her problem child. I was always fighting, running away from home, stealing, partying, drinking, smoking, pretty much doing anything I thought I was big and bad enough to do. I also ended up pregnant at the age of 17. And honestly, due to my reckless life, I should have so many other conditions right now that I do not have by the grace of God. I'm still standing alive, healthy, and disease-free. Praise God. I honestly didn't care much about my life. I was super disrespectful to my mother. I was angry with my inconsistent father while spending much of my time trying to find him and the older guys I seemed to attract. One thing I've learned is that men can detect or smell a desperate, lonely, and broken woman. But hey, that's an entire different story. I'll have to do that one on a different day. But what does all of this have to do with me firing my boss by the age of 30? It was because of the things I had gone through that stirred up such a passion and desire to encourage others that caused me to launch my business. It was out of my discouragement that I began to write a newsletter to empower others. Not knowing that newsletter would develop into a magazine, which would evolve into a movement, including me hosting an annual Women of Standard Conference. This year, we celebrate seven years. Mind-blowing, right? <laughs> it gets better. None of this was intentional for me. I started with a fervent love of God and people. He did the rest. I know business experts tell you that you got to focus on how to make money and all of that. But I say the reason I am successful and run a six-figure business today is because money was the last of my focus. I was not focused on monetizing my message. I was focused on getting a message of hope out to the masses that later developed into books, training programs, courses, live and virtual events, and now owning my own uh, consulting firm and publishing company. In 2013, I wrote a book about a portion of my life entitled The Power in Waiting. What do you do when what God said doesn't line up with what you see? Within 24 hours, this book became an international best-selling book and also led to me being recognized as a national best-seller, uh, national best-selling author for uh, Christian women. I found myself in the same category as one of my favorite authors, Valerie Burton, right? How awesome is that? Anyway, after publishing this book, one thing led to another and then bam, I began writing more books, but my passion began to evolve as I saw myself grow 
and mature as a woman who loves Jesus into a woman who also became passionate about entrepreneurship, which honestly shouldn't be a surprise. My mother has ran and operated her own business for over 20 years. What's next? I wrote another book and it became a bestseller. And then I wrote another one and it became an international bestseller and another one. I promise you up to date, I have written eight bestselling books and I am preparing to release my ninth book, Mother's Day Weekend. But I couldn't have done all of these things without these five components. Number one, it took focus. Number two, it took dedication. Number three, it took resilience. Number four, it took clarity. And number five, it took commitment. What I didn't share is that I spent four years building my business while working my nine to five. Now, I didn't know I was building a business. But by the time I left my job, I had already tripled my income, but I left with only $250 in the bank. Now, because as soon as the money would come in, I was spending it right back out on my website, hard copies of my magazine, flyers, and so forth. I was very particular about my brand and I spent a fortune developing it. And I must say it was worth it. But I always encourage people to count up the cost when you want to evolve into a kingdom entrepreneur. Now, here's the good stuff. How did I do it? Here's how I fired my boss by the age of 30. Let's break these down. Number one, I was focused. I knew what I wanted and I worked hard to get it by any means necessary, legally both in the earth and heaven, (laughs) seriously. But here's the deal. I wanna share part two with you. And so get ready to learn these steps on how I got it done. Hello, my name is Carla Arcanon the trailblazer and I am your marketplace mentor. I am sharing with you part two of how did I fire my boss by the age of 30. Number one, I was focused, right? I was a coach before I knew what coaching was. I was helping people strategize before I knew what a breakthrough strategist was. I simply did what came natural to me. I didn't chase money or what was popular. I did what was in my heart to do, help people. I coached clients on my lunch break, conducted interviews with some of the leading influencers in the gospel industry, such as Kiara Sheard, Valerie Burton, Dr. Tracy Lynn, Sherry Murdoch, Real Talk Kim, Sarah Jakes uh, Roberts, Tasha Cobbs, Yolanda Adams, and more through Women of Standard Magazine. I did not make excuses. I stopped listening to what folks in my neighborhood told me that I couldn't do, and I started focusing on what God had put in my heart to do. I drowned out the naysayers and became laser focused on what had now become my kingdom assignment, which led to my birthing as a kingdom entrepreneur. Number two, I was dedicated. Instead of going to lunch with my gossiping coworkers, I went to my car and did research on how to expand my brand, develop client attraction. I coached clients on my lunch break and responded to emails. If you are going to be successful at anything, you must first be dedicated. Success takes time. There's no such thing as an overnight success. Number three, I operated with clarity. Although I had no intention on learning how to establish a multi-million dollar company, I had clarity on what I was going to be doing in that very moment. Oftentimes, we focus so much on the future that we miss the opportunity to live in the moment and enjoy today. I remember reading a book by one of my favorite authors and mentor, Joyce Meyer, enjoying where you are on the way to where you're going. You're going, listen, the pages of this book, I learned that life isn't about the destination, but it's about the journey. Number four, I was resilient. 
A resilient man or woman is a dangerous individual because they have a predetermined mindset that nothing or no one will ever stop them. Despite my haters and naysayers, I made a decision to keep moving forward. I refuse to allow my past or even current struggles to define me. As I experienced turbulence, I refused to quit. I studied the eagle and learned how to use the storm to lift me higher into the sky. And I blew, I flew above all the madness. I thought that was amazing. Now, that's what we have to do in the midst of pursuing purpose in our dream. Allow the storms that rage in our lives to lift us higher. Never allow your storm to cause you to quit. It was designed to bring out the best in you. The best that you never realized was there that only the storm could have birthed once you learn how storms work for your benefit if you will remain resilient you'll become more thankful for them number five and finally i was committed to finishing what i had started nothing about entrepreneurship is convenient there is never the right time to leave your job or buy a house or a new car because you never know what each day will bring your phone could be ringing off the hook one day and your email via PayPal could be blowing up one day or one week and complete silence takes place the next. But in order to fire your boss and live the life of your dreams, you must be committed to learn how to marry the process. As long as there's breath in our bodies, we will always be in the process of becoming. The day our purpose is fulfilled in the earth is the day we will breathe our last breath. Be committed to doing what God has placed in your hands to do. Or better yet, what you say you desire or feel called to do. There is so much more I could share, but I'll leave you with these five principles. As you focus on them and begin to master them, I'll share more within the time to come. If you are interested in firing your boss, I want to encourage you to go to CarlaCannon.com. I have a training course where I teach you through three principles how I did this and how you can do it too. For deeper conversations, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Carla Cannon. Also, I'm Carla R. Cannon on all social media outlets. You can catch me more on Periscope. But have an amazing day and remember that you are worthy of standing in every room that you enter. That is by Shonda Rhimes. Have a great day.